If you want to support the show, please visit our webpage, thebittersweetlife.net, and click the donation button. Additionally, if you're interested in sponsoring the program and reaching thousands of people all over the world, send us an email at bittersweetlife at mail.com. That's bittersweetlife at M-A-I-L dot com to get the conversation going. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And we have a guest. Uh, her name is Marta Nathanson. Marta Nathanson, I should pronounce my language well. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. We're newly meeting each other, but you and I have been emailing back and forth for a while. And part of the reason I wanted you to come on the show was because you wrote me a great email about what it was like to feel like a stranger when you're actually in your home country. Well, we should talk about where have you been? My feeling as a stranger in my own country, I think, has been building up for many years in a way because my first experience living abroad was many years ago when I was five years old and um, my family moved abroad for my father's work and we moved from Italy to the US where we stayed for a few years. And then we moved back to Italy. I moved to the US when I was five and we moved back when I was about nine. So it was a little more than three years. Yeah, and that was my first kind of repatriation moment. It was different then, obviously, than it is now, but it was, it was more of a struggle back then language-wise. Now, thinking back, I remember more the culture shock of moving back home than the culture shock of moving to the US. Partly because I think I didn't really realize I was moving away when, when I was five years old. But then once we moved back and I was nine, you know, at that point I had friends. I, I realized that I would have to leave them and probably never really see them again um, or be in touch very much. And then school systems and lots of things are very different between Italy and the US. So um, that was difficult. And then, yeah, then I stayed. I mean, obviously, I was young, so I couldn't just choose to leave. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, so I stayed, I stayed in Italy up until I was about 21, I'd say. So most of my school life and university, etc. I always wanted to do a period um, abroad while studying. So I went back to the U.S. for a semester. And then after that, it was kind of from one thing led to the next. So I spent a few months, two or three months in New Zealand visiting some family and traveling around. And then after that, I moved to Brussels in Belgium. And I was there for in total about three years. At that point, I was kind of, I was still studying, but I was also working. So then it became more of a lifestyle choice in a way. And now I've moved. So I came to Rome where I'm not originally from, from Brussels. And I'm here now until next summer. And then after that, I'm not sure if I'll stay or what. Are you hoping in your mind right now, you've been back for about six months or so. Are you hoping to go back to another country and not stay in Italy? Yes, for different reasons. One of them is that I find Rome to be a very difficult city. It's beautiful and it never ceases to amaze me how just stunning it is and how many things there are to see and do. But as many Italians, I think as many young Italians who've also had the experience and the privilege of living abroad and seeing what else is out there, 
life in Italy is very difficult. It's, it's a struggle under just so many aspects. Rome, particularly, I see, I'm from Milan and I see a very, very big difference between the two cities. I don't know if I necessarily want to stay in Rome after my time here is, is up. That being said, I don't really know where I'd want to go. And so that makes it a bit difficult because then it's, it's almost too much choice. And I would like at one point to have some stability and be in one place for long enough that I feel like I'm, I'm home and this is where I want to be and where I see myself at least for a few years. I, I, you know, they say that nowadays it's, it's difficult to plan your life just in one place because of jobs and whatnot. But it would be nice to know that you can stay in one place for, you know, five years, six years, something. <laughs> that, that sounds very long term to me. So, When you moved back at age nine mm-hmm. from the United States, and then you're here till 21. This could be hard to answer, but how did your view of the United States change over that period of time? Did it always seem like you'd left your home and your friends, or does that just fade away and that becomes a chapter of your life? I, mean, I guess I'm asking because those years when you're a child are so formative. That's always, that's my childhood, you know? Well, between ages nine, of 9 and 21, I think... What made it difficult in a way was that I had really, really great, incredible memories of the years that we spent in the U.S. I think for the first while, at the very least, I was very homesick in the sense. So I I really missed that. And I also felt that it's that same feeling that you have once, even when you're older and you move, you move away and then you move back and you feel like no one understands you because, you know, you've lived something that they don't know. And in a very different way, but it was the same, you know, as a kid. For a while, I think it was that. And then growing older, I always had a bit of... Lots of Italians, or lots of yeah people, but I guess lots of Italians have you know the American dream thing, and you know it's you see it on TV and and all that. So I think that was a big part of it too. And then I went back to study, and I really enjoyed the semester that I spent there. I think I realized at that point that I don't know if in the future I necessarily see myself in the U.S. specifically, culturally and everything. I find myself to be more European. I do still think now that. If I hadn't spent those few years of my life abroad when I was a kid, I think my life would have been completely drastically different. You may have stayed in Milan. You'd be there now. You would have been there all along. Well, yeah. I mean, one thing that has influenced so much of my life has been language, speaking two languages, growing up with two languages, being able to express yourself, your personality in two languages, etc. And it's something that's been definitely knowing English the way that I do has certainly been a great advantage in job-wise and career-wise. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what my life would have been like if, if I hadn't gone, because I don't know if, yeah, if, I don't know. So your level of English, is that because of your three years as a child or because of your semester abroad in university? Three years as a child. How interesting that when you're that young, your parents aren't speaking that language. It's not like you were bilingual from birth. You nevertheless were able to learn the language to the point of pretty much complete fluency as well as accent. Uh, We are impressed. Thank you. (laughs) But I said earlier as well that Tiffany's Italian is also very, very impressive. And she learned it as an adult, so I think that's more impressive than than my English. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think kids pick things up very easily. I do think it's also very personal thing as well. I mean, my dad, he's also really, really good with languages, so maybe that's hereditary. I have a younger brother who went through the same type of experience, but he obviously was three years younger than I was, so he was two when we moved there, etc. His English is very, very good, but I would say that it's not as good. as It's just like a teeny little bit less. 
I think that's also because I've in the past few years I've been using English a lot more in my daily life um, because all the places where I've been abroad even Brussels which is a French speaking country I spoke English all the time because I worked in English I lived with people that I spoke in English with so I'm just so used to speaking English every day on a daily basis I think the basis of it was from when I was a kid and then I just kind of built on that what are you dreaming Oh, I don't know, but I think both, like, I talk to myself in English sometimes. I talk to myself in both languages, depending on the moment. People ask the dream question, or they ask, you know, what language do you count in? And, you know, like, when you're just kind of counting on your fingers. And I think, I think I maybe do that more in Italian. Or, like, I've realized with, like, with small children or with dogs, I can't talk English. Like, it just, it, I, it, like, doing the baby voice in, in English sounds weird, so I, I tend to do that more in Italian. But flirting, for example, I find a lot easier in English because I well yeah because I did that more as an English speaking adult than as an Italian speaking adult that's fascinating yeah I wanted to ask what is it about Italians the way they do things their habits their way of life that feels foreign to you now oh I don't know so many things sometimes I think that even like humor I don't know if I necessarily get Italian humor because I'm so used to so many of my friends like my close friends nowadays are English speaking more almost more than Italian speaking I'm more used to English language English speaking humor so many more of the things that I read or that I watch I, I can't stand Italian TV who can? Yeah. That's awful. But, but I, I completely forgot about it. And then I was home this weekend. I don't have a TV now, so I, I don't even watch it ever. And I was home this weekend and I was just like watching TV. And I was just like, oh, my God, like th this is the country that I'm, this is what the average Italian watch. Like, I just don't get it. And I don't get. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't get how people can put up with so much inefficiency. <laughs> Because it just, it drives me nuts. And, and I, I, I see people that, like, you know, I, they tell me, you know, they're just like, oh, you know, just go with it. You know, you can't change it, so just go with it. But it, it, it drives me nuts. What's an example of one of these Italian television shows? We recently had, you know, like Miss Italia, which is like the national beauty oh. pageant. I saw part of that when I was up in the Dolomites, live can in I, that town square. <laughs> can I put in what I think is horrible about Italian television? Half of the shows, it seems to me, including like game shows, which I sometimes will see when I'm at my, my mother-in-law's and she'll, be, she'll have it on in the kitchen. Like you'll be in the middle of a, of a game show or even a, I'm not going to say a news broadcast, but like a talk show. And all of a sudden these showgirls will come out. Showgirls with super short skirts and their boobs hanging out and they'll dance around and then they might even talk, but they sound so stupid. Like they're probably told, act stupid. And it's like good fun, you know, and it's not even like I could imagine that in a certain type of show, like a visit the Playboy Mansion show or something like that. Not that that's a show, but, you know, it's like in the middle of a, of a talk show, like a normal talk show where they talk about the news and these showgirls come out. Yeah, I mean, I think generally speaking, the image of, of women or, you know, what, what women are supposed to be like and all of that in Italy, I think it's about 30 years behind the rest of Europe. Now, as far as, yeah, things that make you roll your eyes about Italians, I have my own personal things that I roll my eyes over when I'm in the States. I'm not a coffee drinker, but even still, when I go to the States and I see like the giant venti latte or whatever, 
you don't know how it's done. Like, this is not how you're supposed to do coffee, you know? And I'm not even a coffee drinker. We did an episode when Katie moved back to the States about all of the things that she was like, what the hell? <laughs> and it's crazy when it's your own culture, but yet, nevertheless, having lived abroad, it, it seems all of a sudden so weird to you. Well, yeah, I mean, Italians are obsessed with their food, and I myself will defend Italian food till the day I die. If anyone says anything about Italian food, I'm just going to be like, listen, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but, but it is true, I cannot stand the Italian abroad who's, you know, maybe in the middle of Thailand and wants to find their, like, spaghetti with tomato sauce and just, just try what's there, what's local. Yeah, I don't know, I generally find Italians quite close-minded. There's this just this idea that, well, I, I guess every country has this, but that we, we do it best. Even though we know that we're messed up and we have lots of things that don't work, we still do it best. It's hard to have people see beyond stereotypes and beyond what else is out there and to just kind of open up to that a little bit and not just look at their own little neighborhood. Do you think that part of your culture shock, well, it's not just that you've been gone for the last three years, but also that you're now living in the south of Italy versus the north of Italy. I've never... Hey, hey, hey. we're in central Italy, Katie. Oh, southern, more southern. <laughs> this, this, this is a debate. For me, we're in the south. I mean, I recognize that there's something that's more south of Rome, and Rome is central technically, but it's much, much southern. See, and I've never been to Milan, so you'd have to tell me what a difference would be between the two. Is this the wild, wild west down here? I drive, but I don't have a car, and I don't have a scooter, and every city that I've lived in, I've always just relied on public transport and cycling. My dad, who used to live here in Rome, so he knows what it's like, and who never forbids me from doing anything, has forbidden me from cycling in Rome because he says that it's too dangerous. So I have to rely on public transport. Just this morning, you know, the metro, something collapsed, so it was shut down for the entire day. And that is one of the main key differences that I find living between Milan and Rome. Everyone complains about public transport in Milan, but it's perfect. It just works perfectly. You have night buses, you know, it's never full. There's air conditioning. There's air conditioning here, too. Here, it's just every day. It's an adventure. You know, you, you go down to the metro and you're like, is it going to come? Is it not going to come? I used to come to Rome, you know, as a tourist a bit when my dad was living here, which was about, I don't know, 10 years ago. You always knew that it was like this, but it never really bothered you. But now that I'm here and I'm working and, you know, you have to be in the office at a certain time and you have to be at class at another or what, whatever, it really gets in the way of, of your daily routine. And it's that's one of the things that, you know, people say, oh, you know, huh? it's that's the way it is. And I'm just like, but it doesn't have to be, you know, it could be better. Well, as someone who's only lived in Rome in Italy, it's interesting to hear how people from other parts of Italy see Rome, because to me, you know, I always complain about quote unquote Italians. The truth is, it's probably just Romans that drive me crazy. Because um, whenever I go somewhere else, like when we were in Orvieto a couple years ago, I was like, man, the people here are so nice. Everybody, the shopkeepers are all like friendly and accommodating and in Rome, everyone's just, they just treat you like crap. But not now, now that you have a baby, everyone, when we're out walking around, everyone is like, oh, hi, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's oh, true. Look, what a wonderful baby. And all the neighborhood grandmothers are stopping over to say hello. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true, it's true. I have to say, Italians love babies, so, so that's one good thing. It's interesting to hear how much is Italy and how much is just Rome because you think of it as a cultural problem like the whole bureaucracy and inefficiency but maybe it's not cultural maybe it's just here 
Yes and no. I think when I used to come to Rome as someone that wasn't living here, I, I saw all the beautiful things and nothing really bothered me. And I was like, oh, Rome is so much better than Milan. Now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, but Milan is so much better than Rome. <laughs> so I think you just kind of see different things when you're living in a place compared to when you're just visiting. But there are definitely some things about Rome. I mean, I've had taxi drivers that just take one-way streets the wrong way intentionally just because it's quicker and stuff. So that kind of thing wouldn't really happen necessarily as much. So the kind of the, the tweaking of rules and that kind of thing I think happens more in the south, which is a bit of a stereotype, but I think it's true. North tends to be a little bit more disciplined in a way. The other stereotype is that people in the south are lazy and they do nothing and the people in the work are the hardworking ones. I've worked in an office both in the north of Italy and in the south of Italy and without saying that people are lazy but the working hours are definitely shorter in the south than they are in the north. Well, is that a reason to stay? I, yeah, I guess. I don't know yet. I feel like right now I've, I have what I consider very short working hours and I kind of feel like it, I'm a bit wasted on it because I'm not married. I don't have a family. I don't have, you know, like old parents to take care of. So sure, I can enjoy myself and have a great time. But I feel like if this could be when I could be working until nine in the evening, if I had to, I'm kind of worried of getting too used to it and then having to go back to something else. I think I still haven't really gotten used to it. Sometimes my boss is like, go home, leave, go away. <laughs> Please stop. Now I'm curious what your hours are. These short hours. Nine to five. That's not short. That's normal, I would say. It's a Dolly Parton song. Working nine to five. It's a movie. What a way to make a living. It's a really good movie. Have you seen it? I don't think so. It's a good movie. You should All check right, it out. Right, Rent enough. it. In your email, you described yourself, though, as a stranger. That you feel like a stranger, even though you're in your own country. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I do. I think that also has to do a lot with the fact that for the past five years, I've spent the majority of time abroad. I used to be very, very shy as a teenager. So then I just became, you know, a bit more outgoing, etc. in my early 20s and stuff. And that's kind of when I started to, you know, meet more people and just be friendlier and, and all that stuff. And that all happened when I was living in foreign countries. I guess I just feel a little bit lost in the sense of like, I don't know how to meet new people when I'm in my own country, but not in my city. I keep kind of meeting other foreign people, which is fine. I don't mind it at all. And sometimes I get along with them better than with other Italians my age. Also because lots of Italians my age maybe are still like living at home and have never left and you know all that kind of stuff but at the same time it feels a bit weird to me it doesn't feel like I'm living in my home country because I'm just surrounded by foreigners and I'm in work as well I'm, I'm with foreign people I feel like I don't know what people my age of my country nationality I don't know what they do in in Rome I can't seem to figure out where to meet them or how to you know connect with them and even when we do I feel like we're just kind of from different planets you know we don't have the same lots of Italians again not to be stereotypical but especially in the south they don't necessarily see themselves leaving Italy they want to stay you know, like close to their mom and they're you know who irons their shirts and all that kind of stuff but of course you know like I realize that it's a struggle to be away from my parents and you know my parents are divorced so my mom's alone and etc etc but I don't really see myself staying in it like that doesn't seem a valid enough reason for me to stay here all of those things just kind of like feeling like you don't fit in in where you're supposed to fit in type thing I think that's what contributes to making you feel like a stranger but you're supposed to be fitting in because for all intents and purposes, I, I was born in Italy, my parents are Italian, I grew up here for most of my life. So you're supposed to belong, but you don't. So that's the disconnect. It's interesting because in the other countries, you would have been considered an expat just like I was or like she was. And so there's automatically that expat community that yeah. 
you don't necessarily love everybody, but you're all thrown together with this common experience and there's less people to choose from. And now you don't but, have anything you know like where that. where you belong. That's the thing. As an expat, you, you kind of, you know, you know where you belong because you know that you're an outsider. That's your starting point. Well, here now for me, I'm kind of an outsider because I'm not from this city. But at the same time, you know, people don't recognize that. That's the difference, I think. It reminds me of something that Steve said. We interviewed this couple, Steve and Linda, a couple of years ago. And Steve said, well, the great thing about being an expat is if you're kind of weird and you kind of do things in your own sort of a way, if you're an expat, nobody really bats an eye. You know, they think, oh, well, he's just, he's different from us. So that's why he does things like that. And you can kind of get away with being different. Whereas when you're living with in your own country and then you're still different, and then people are like, well, wait a second, what's going on? Why are you so different from us? Has it been hard for you losing your expat status? I know you talked about the whole, you know, like expat wording debate and stuff. And I, I don't necessarily like the word expat because it kind of, to me, it relates a lot with privilege and just kind of going away and having fun. And I don't know, I see myself more as kind of a nomad because I don't really know where home is and where I belong. I do miss the expat kind of environments just because I knew where I fit in there. Brussels is a very big expat kind of place because, you know, you have all the EU institutions. So you have loads of young people from all around Europe. Everyone is new. Everyone doesn't know anyone. I find that expat environments are very friendly to newcomers. I miss that. I miss how... I don't know, it, it was a comfortable type of environment for myself to be in because I knew, I knew who I was, I knew how to move around in it, I knew how to approach people based on that. Now here, it's all completely different. You have to reach out to people who, they're, they're not necessarily looking to make friends. They live here, they've had the same friends their entire life. You have to show them how awesome you are and how fun you are to hang out with. While in the expat world, everyone doesn't know anyone, so everyone is open to new people and some people you get along with, some people you don't. Everyone is much more welcoming and opening. While here, I find it's with locals, which I am one technically, it's much more of a struggle of having to prove to them that you're fun to hang out with and you're worth hanging out with and stuff yeah. that's like moving to any new city in a in a way what's so interesting about your situation is that you're also working with a bunch of foreigners so it's not like you at least inherit the people at your job that are locals yeah my job is to mix both italians and foreigners but yeah it it's just it's a weird situation to be in because as i said the internet is a huge source of information and meeting people and all that kind of stuff. I find that all the things that you keep ending, all the people, the things and the people that you end up being with are always, again, foreigners or expats. Sometimes you have, you know, the odd Italian who's also kind of unaware, unsure of where, what they're doing and where they belong. But then at the same time, you know, it's, it's different when you're a local and meeting people that don't speak the local language. I also don't want to be, you know, the Italian living in Italy that doesn't behave like a person living in you know it's, it's weird trying to combine those two things together and you don't really know where you stand or where you want to stand when you were asking earlier if I see myself leaving Italy again part of the answer would be yes because if if I move abroad anywhere outside of Italy it would be a struggle definitely but I, I would kind of know how to behave it reminded me of a comment that Claudio made when Tiffany got her citizenship I don't know why she would want it. She does, so we're here. Or something. He probably said it much more eloquently than that because Claudio is usually pretty eloquent. But when you look at what Tiffany did or what I did from the outside, 
What do you think of the decision that we made or that she made to move to choose to live in Rome, given your experiences? I definitely see the appeal of Italy from a foreign perspective. At the end of the day, I, I love Italy. Like, I do think that Italy is an amazing country with amazing people. We have an amazing history and it's beautiful north to south. It's incredible. So I understand why someone would, would want to live here. And I think as everything that is foreign as, and is not where you're from, it always has that added attractiveness of, of being different. And just as much as, you know, someone would not understand if I said, oh, Seattle is amazing. I, I mean, maybe you would understand that, maybe not. So I completely understand why someone would, would want to, um, to move to Italy. And no, I, I get that. But for me, yeah, I don't know. Maybe in the long run, maybe, maybe you know, I say all of this and then one day I'll just end up living here anyways. Um, but for now, I don't know. I still don't feel settled here. So maybe one day I will, maybe one day I won't, but we'll see. Do you think that in some way your parents moving you abroad when you were a kid untethered you a bit from any sense of a place of home or would you still consider Milan home? I consider it home for now because my mom is there. My parents are divorced and they live in different cities and my younger brother now lives in Switzerland. My mom is in Milan and most of my kind like my grandfather and the majority of the rest of my family is in Milan. So I would consider it home for that reason. I have to say, though, if my mom decided to move away or, you know, anything else, it would still always be the place where I'm from. So, you know, I'd always have memories, etc. But the main reason why I go back now is, is to see her. And so if, if she left, it would, yeah, I don't know if it would be as much home as it is right now. Same thing happened to me in Seattle. First my mom left, then my dad left, then it really wasn't home anymore. And, I mean, I haven't been back to Seattle in since before I was married. But your two best friends are still there. That's Woo-woo. true. That's true. And my favorite uncle. Oh, see, there you go. Maybe we'll have to check back in with you because you may, one of these years, actually discover where home is. The conclusion that I've gotten to now is that it's so cheesy but you know home is where the heart is it's so much about people if I end up falling in love with an Italian then Italy will probably be my home if I end up falling in love with something else then somewhere else will be my home so many of my friends now also live all over the place so that also makes it more difficult I think if all of my friends were in one place be that Milan or anywhere else that would pinpoint to where home is. Now, with people spread all over the place and me not being in a relationship with one person, I think the spectrum is too broad right now. There are too many opportunities and possibilities, so it could, it could be anything. That's, that's exciting. Yeah, no, it is, it is. It gets tiring, I think, after a while. I'm kind of getting to the point now where I'm like, oh, it would be nice to know where, where to end. Well, not necessarily to end up, but to feel like you have something that's stable. When work is temporary and friends are moving around and you don't have a relationship and your family is split up, then it's just too much. You just kind of want to have something that's set. But it is exciting and I do, I don't know how different my life would have been if I hadn't lived abroad as a kid, but I definitely, I sometimes still think that I don't think I could have been one of those people that just stay in the same place their entire life. Would you say that you're lonely? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I think the first six months actually went by quite quickly because I was still 
kind of adjusting and I had friends visiting and family and I went to visit friends, etc. Now that I'm kind of said to myself, you know, I want to make the effort to kind of actually, you know, be here on the weekends and spend a bit more time here and everything. Then it kind of hit me a little bit more that it's like, oh, okay, so who do I hang out with this weekend? So a little bit, yeah, but I'm I'm not too worried about it because I know that it takes time and I'm I don't mind being on my own, you know, like I don't I'm I'm fine being on my own every now and then. It, that's the thing. I think in the long run, it does get a lonely life if you keep on moving from place to place. Um, my dad has done that a bit, so I see that with him. It's just a vicious circle. Well, we should leave it there. Okay. And the baby is asleep, which We've is good. We've done it. We've done it. We didn't even mention that he was here because he's being so good. Well, thank you, Morta, for coming. It's actually really nice to meet you in person after all this emailing back and forth. And just before I forget, I really need to mention that I discovered your podcast because my friend Brittany suggested that I started following when I first moved to Rome. She was like, oh, you know, I just heard of this podcast of these two American girls talking about Rome. So um, I I promised I would give a shout out to her and say hi. Hi, Brittany. Brittany, send us an email. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you again. Until next time, I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. This is The Bittersweet Life. Talk to you next week. We welcome your questions and your feedback. Reach the show by emailing bittersweetlife at mail.com. That's bittersweetlife at mail.com.